Y'all know how it works. You get a bite. Some kind of wound from one of these things. Something from them gets in you and you die. You join the club. Which sucks. But what if we could use that to our advantage? Kim Stewart and you'll notice Scott is not here but we have Chris and Christina Fairhurst from the Talking Dead cast for our 100th episode <laughs> hey guys hey thanks for coming on guys thanks for having us this is exciting yeah yeah totally thanks for having us on and congratulations on 100 episodes that's, that's amazing. amazing yeah yay oh, thank you <laughs> I know seems like we just started yesterday but it's um what is it three years now yeah. Three and a half years? Yeah, I don't think our skill level has gotten that much better yet. <laughs> <laughs> nah, come on. Three we are, years is we are still trying. Yeah. <laughs> 99% of podcasts don't make it past like three episodes. So yeah. three years and yeah, 100 is, is pretty impressive. This is true. This is true. So I um, am pretty excited that we're still going on. Mm -hmm. But Scott apparently is sick tonight, so he cannot be with us. So sorry, Scott, that you're missing out on all, everything. But Chris and Christina are going to talk to us about some beers. We're going to talk about The Walking Dead. And what do you guys drink up in Canada? Well, we drink a lot of beer here, too. We're known for our, our beer drinking. And this evening, this evening, I am trying one that I've never had before. It's called Mash Up the Jam, and it's described Ooh. as a dry hop sour. I don't know if you guys like sour ah, beers. Ah, the sours. Yeah, yeah. A I bit. do. I'm kind of into them lately. So I found this one in a nearby liquor store, and it's made, uh, it's from a brewery in Hamilton, Ontario, which is a city just down Lake Ontario a little bit, not very far, called Collective Arts Brewing. And so far, so far it's good. I like it. It's a little bit hoppy and kind of sour and tart, like those sour beers are. So, so far, so good. Mm. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Christina, are you are you doing the same or you got something different? No, I've got something different. Um Ooh, so see, my beer isn't game. My, <laughs> my beer isn't quite so local as Chris's. It's actually from Vancouver, which is farther away from Toronto than Atlanta is. So I'd actually it would be more local if I was using it or trying out an Atlanta or a Georgia based beer. Um but it's from Granville Island Brewing. And it's called Wyan's Winter Ale. Hmm. And it actually tastes a lot like chocolate. Oh, yeah. Chocolatey. Nice. And it's quite dark, too. I don't normally go for darker beers, but I don't know if you guys can see. It's quite a yep. dark beer. Oh, nice. And it's like a nice wintry <laughs> for winter. Well, that's why it's called the Winter Ale. But I actually discovered it when we were in Vancouver. And I was at the Granville Island Brewing, like in their tap room. And they were like, do you want to try a flight? I'm like, sure. So they poured this one for me. And when I saw it so dark, I was like, oh, I'm not going to like this. And I took a sip and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> is it as thick as like a porter? No. 
Okay. I wouldn't say so. Would you? No, no. it's colored more it's like more a like, what you'd call a red beer it's like sort a red, of. But oh yeah, yeah. I like okay. it more yeah. than a. I don't usually like. I mean, I mean, I'm not as much of a beer drinker as Chris. I tend mm-hmm. to prefer beer in the summer because I like sort of lighter. Like I like a wheat beer, like Whole Garden, or I like Coronas as right. well. That kind of thing. But yeah, so that's mine. Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am drinking. What is this called? What? Omission Brewing Company Pale Ale. Oh, okay. Yeah, which actually isn't too far off from uh, where you got your beer. This one's from Portland, Oregon. Oh, normally cool. Normally we do local stuff, but I was having trouble finding something new. Well, I think we've done just about everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, so. it's, and it's it's local. Like, it's a it's in the U.S. So it's a it's, U.S. Yeah. beer. So yeah. that, that Omission? Counts. It's called Omission. All right, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Omission. Omission. Yeah. It's a gluten-free beer. Oh. Well, there you go. So omission. I guess that's what they omitted. Ooh. And we used <laughs> yeah. to live in Portland, so... Oh, cool. So that works. So it says it's hoppy and easy drinking, and it is definitely one of the best gluten-free beers I've ever had. Yeah, it's good. Not bad. It's good. It's not too, too sweet. It's actually pretty good. I don't know if I've ever tried a gluten-free beer. Yeah, I've only tried a couple, and they were not good. Okay. Scott's tried one, too, and he was not happy with Yeah, that. he was actually asking them to put the gluten back in, I believe. <laughs> this needs more gluten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Christina, you were telling me about some weird drink that y'all drink up there in Canada. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what so is that, that called? That had been my original plan. Instead of beer, okay, because I'm not a big beer drinker, I was going to make myself a Caesar. And what a Caesar mm-hmm. is, is it's very similar to a Bloody Mary, mm-hmm. but there's a difference. Okay, so just to give you a background, the Caesar was actually invented in Canada, in Calgary, in 1969. She um, made notes on I the notes. origin of the <laughs> drink. Yeah. From Wikipedia. Okay. Um, I think that's awesome. <laughs> so he, it was a restaurant manager named Walter, Walter Chell. And he you was found tasked, out this much info? Yeah. yeah, I know. It's clam juice it's with clam tomato juice, juice okay. and vodka. Well, no, it's more than that. It's oh. He makes vodka with clam and tomato juice. So clam juice and tomato juice, Worcester sauce and other spices. And so he sort of enhanced the Bloody Mary, but made it more spicy. Uh huh. And a lot of the times what they'll actually add also is horseradish, which is amazing. Like when they put, there's a mix that I use. It's actually developed in Canada and it's named after this guy, Walter. It's called Walter Caesar Mix. Nice. And it has horseradish. It's yeah. like so amazing. It's got horseradish in it and it's so good. Um, and I like to put like a little spritz of lime in it too. And sorry, I'm like going on and on. I really love my Caesars, but he named it Caesar because of his apparently because of his Italian background. It's like a nod like to the being Caesar Italian, salad. like there Caesar, you go. yeah, like hail <laughs> yeah. Caesar and all that. So when you come to Atlanta next year for Walker Stalker, yeah, can we try that? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have. We'll to, see if the bartender. Can I'm gonna it. have to haul down like. A bottle of this Walter Caesar mix, maybe, or something. We'll yeah. challenge. Somehow. We'll have to. We'll challenge it. the bartender to make yeah. one. Basically, Actually, yeah. basically, it's a it's a Bloody Mary, and then they put stuff in it. You yeah. usually get a celery stick in it, or a a thing with olives on it. Sometimes they go crazy. They'll put and like put, a pickled bean yeah, in, all kinds or of a things. pickle. But like the main p- point of it is to make it. They they up the spiciness factor, so they add quite a bit of spice to it. Sometimes they'll put in Tabasco sauce, that kind of thing. Wow. It's so good. Sounds dangerous. Sounds it's weird, but it's so a good yummy. drink. I yeah. actually, every time I have a Bloody Mary in the States, I'm always like, oh, it just <laughs> disappointing. <laughs> it sounds yeah. like it would clean your system out like fast. Yeah. That's good. Well, and That's the okay. reason I decided not to have it in the end was because we had like 
we had a pasta dish that was tomato based. I'm like, I've had too much tomato stuff tonight. I just, I don't <laughs> want more. Like, ah, no, not, I mean, I love tomatoes, there. but not, not more now. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I can't wait to try that. All right, well, let's get to it. We are going to talk about The Walking Dead Season 8, Episode 11, Dead or Alive or dot, dot, dot. Or, or. Yeah. Or what? <laughs> or I don't know. So what did you guys think about this episode? Who you start. So um, I I didn't love it. <laughs> I actually <laughs> I actually liked the previous one a lot more, This the one mm-hmm. where that was very Simon-heavy. Simon's such yeah. a great character. I just, I loved that character. Agreed. Um, I mean, I, I liked some of the performances. Like, I thought Caitlin Nacon was, like, her reaction to, can I can I give spoilers right now? Yeah. Or can I, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Or I wasn't sure. But <laughs> her reaction <laughs> to the news about Carl. Carl. Um, that was, like, I thought she was, she did really Caitlin Akon did great with that performance and also um Seth Gilliam's performance uh as Father Gabriel that very mm-hmm. end part like or not very end part but that part right after they shot the doctor was like oh just gut-wrenching watching him right mm-hmm. yep. but overall I felt like not a lot happened you know it felt yeah. like they drew out a lot of stuff that could have been done probably quicker that's yeah. the way I see it. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't, I'm, I'm not going to say it was one of my favorite episodes, but I liked it more the second time I watched it through, to be honest. Yeah, actually, mm-hmm. I think I did too, come to think it, of it. It took a little That's to get into, and uh, many people call this kind of thing filler, but I, I, I hate using that word because it's... I what I always hope is that they're they're building towards something and they're leading towards something else and they sort of need to set the stage sometimes. Um, so even though this episode didn't really feel all that important story wise because it kind of felt like there were just people traveling from one place to another the entire time and kind of just moving from A to B. Um, who knows what is going to come of all this? And and I do think there were some important revelations that came out of these sort of journeys that these characters were on physical journeys so i didn't love the episode but i did find a few things in here that i that i really liked that i'm sure we'll get into but uh i agree last week's was maybe the best one of season eight i thought um really yeah pretty pretty close up there anyways uh and then this one felt like a little bit of a letdown after that but overall not not too bad yeah what do you think Stuart? i liked it i enjoyed it i liked the um I really like the Gabe, Doctor Carson, play. You know the the stuff between mm-hmm. those two, mm-hmm. and uh, I liked. Uh, I, I think I like that primarily just because it's it's the man of faith versus the man of medicine. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I I enjoyed it. it. Is it definitely was more um, kind of the side characters, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. and what's going on with the side characters, but. Um, no, I liked it. I don't think I liked it as much as last week's either, but yeah. Yeah. I, I pretty much feel the same way. Um, I was actually kind of shocked to see Enid back already and getting involved in the whole episode, but, um, I really liked the doctor part and father Gabriel. That was my favorite. And it did not feel like a filler to me. It felt like a way to, a good way to transition Gabriel back into the savior world. Mm Mm-hmm. The whole Alexandrian part, though, could have done without. The, the like the save travel yeah. through the swamp there. Traveling through the swamps yeah. was very oh, unbelievable yeah. to me. Yeah. Daryl was 
horrible. Was not impressed with Daryl's writing at all. And his <laughs> or lack thinking, thereof. Yeah. Lack thereof. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, so, now um, that you mention it. But the Father Gabriel part, I really, really like. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. Well, I mean, it's good. You know, Father Gabriel was one of those ones that was like, why do they keep going back to this character? Maybe two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. But in the past couple seasons, they developed him a little bit more. But even like after the break, I was thinking, I, I actually almost kind of forgot that he was back with Dr. Carson. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, if we hadn't, like, discussed it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, no, he was he was great in this in this episode, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, Kim, I sort of take the opposite, I think, from you. I think my favorite part of the episode was uh, the stuff at Hilltop, actually, with, with Maggie. Oh. And my least favorite bit was the stuff with Father Gabriel and... Really? Yeah, and uh, Dr. Carson. <laughs> Uh, I found some things to like in the Alexandrians going through the swamp, even though it it felt like there was an awful lot there when it could have been done uh, quicker and shorter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, I like the hilltop stuff and Father Gabe and Dr. Carson. I don't know. <laughs> Getting into the actual episode and, and to more of the nitty gritty parts of it, what did you think about the whole idea of divine intervention as it pertained to Gabriel and Maggie? Like, do you think they're they were leaning that way with Maggie? With Maggie, um, I, I what I liked about Maggie's stuff is it's she's slowly becoming the leader of this hilltop group. You know, uh, the former Gregory is the former leader. Gregory is in the jail or the pen, and yeah. uh, you know, I I really I seem to enjoy watching her develop her leadership skills and that's what we got here in this in this episode where first she goes down to the prisoners and says you're not going to get any more food because we don't have any food and my my people have to come first mm-hmm. but she changes her attitude by the end and decides to let them out two at a time and she'll give them just enough food to get by and that's a really important thing it's a really um uh, quali- uh, it's a leadership quality that you need. You have to treat your prisoners at least with the basic sort of human decency, right? And she wasn't yeah. doing that at first, but she she realized that by the end of the episode. So I, I feel like that's one of the things that made me enjoy that section quite a bit. Father Gabe, um, yeah, I I don't know. He, I, I I'm sort of... I don't know if I'm just tired of it or so, something, but I, I agree with you guys. I kind of forgot that he was even there after the, <laughs> the break. They left. Yeah, so did I, actually. They left the sanctuary, and then I hadn't even thought about it, and suddenly they're back. And what happened? They they Their car broke down. They found a house. They left the house. They got captured, and now they're back where they belong, or back yeah. where they started, except the doctor's dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I kind of enjoyed the fact that, um, like you were talking about the divine intervention, I enjoyed the fact that things were working out positively for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did too. And then, kind of, I guess the rug got pulled out from under you at the very end because he's yeah. like stuck yeah. with Eugene. So it was, yeah, it was like, oh, okay, well, it is working out. It was kind of cool in a way. That's because, I mean, people always have like this fruitless effort of like faith, but then, you know, it was working out for him. And then all of a sudden it was like, yeah, all right. Really didn't mean anything in the end. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if, if it's developing him into anything more. I think because it was, it was showing like all these positives, right? Like as they were mm-hmm. going along, he was kind of, and even some of the the banter between them and how he said, 
I'm not saying anything. And that one, like Father mm-hmm. Gabriel said that one line, I'm not saying anything when the doctor found the, I guess it was when he found the antibiotics, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Right. So then, and then I think it all sort of came to a head when they killed the doctor. And right. it's, it's suddenly like the look on Gabriel's face was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Like, it, it's almost like you could almost see like his faith slipping at that moment when yep. he started yelling no and crying. Like it was like, I'm not how so could sure. this happen? Yeah, I feel I, like that sort of, it was like a, he he broke there. I'm not so sure. I, I don't think it's clear. I don't think it's clear whether he has reinvested in his faith after this or he's starting to to lose it. And and that's why, I mean, that's why I said earlier that like I I it's hard to judge just this because we don't know sort of what the outcome is totally, but I feel like we needed a little bit more outcome from that, uh, that storyline within this episode, because I don't feel like I know whether he is now questioning his faith because the doctor is dead or it's kind of strengthened it because of all the things that at least until the very end went right for them. But doesn't he say something to Eugene back at the the factory? He said, or the, you know, the outlet, outpost or whatever, he says yeah. something like, I thought I knew where my path was or where, what where my was role was, and now where, I don't. Yeah. Right? I, mean, I, well, I feel yeah. like yeah. that was his... his to him. Yep. Yeah, and I feel like that was his sort of admission to, like, I don't know anymore. Like, I, I've, I've lost my faith. I don't know if that was his admission, but... Like, it almost seemed that way. But getting back to what you were saying about Maggie, about the change in her leadership or the the way she changed, I think, and I mean, you might not have just, you just might not have touched on it, but I think what changed her was when, um, is it Sadiq? Yep. Mm-hmm. Sadiq yes. came to her right. and he was like, I want to help. Mm-hmm. And it suddenly made her realize like, okay, here's this stranger and he wants to help us. Well, I need to help other people as well, even if there are enemies we have to be reasonable you know like i think that's oh yeah that's sort true. of what changed her mind i agree with that yeah and i think i think with um father gabriel though one of the things to keep in mind is that the fact that he's with eugene and the bullet factory that could be just another cog to get him to where he needs to go like mm-hmm. he that's true you know like we don't know what is he gonna like tamper with the bullets like he, there's all kinds of things that he could do in the factory that mm-hmm. we haven't seen yet mm-hmm. that could actually end up saving alexandria and the hilltop those people and we already know that he has an effect on eugene because eugene let him go in the first place this is true so mm-hmm. this is true and with maggie i mean you know she's a tough cookie when when this episode starts <laughs> i think what she certainly <laughs> is Yes, extremely tough cookie. Is that a southern thing? (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Tough cookie exists up here. (laughs) (laughs) Even my Eastern European father says tough cookie. (laughs) Okay, good. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I think when the episode starts, it's kind of like she, you know, she's finding out Carl's not around anymore. Rick is not with the group for, you know, she doesn't know why yet, um, as far as we know. And, it just looks like she's kind of losing faith a little bit in her own right, losing hope for what the future could be. And you're right. When she talks to Sadiq, it's like, oh, you are you have medical training? Okay, we could use that. And then I think all along, you know, she wants to help the prisoners, or she wants to be nice to them at least, and not treat them like dogs. Yeah. Except for Gregory. 
except for Gregory. <laughs> but you know, she's her her hand is hands are tied because they don't have any food. I mean, it's kind of like mm. a forced situation. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's kind of like I know it's, it was kind of like a biblical story to me, where you teach the people to fish and they can live they, fish forever. They get time out of the pen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it seems like with the whole war thing going on that everybody's kind of having to be reminded about, like, their own humanity. Yeah. Like, how to treat mm-hmm. people. Like, with yeah. Rick in the last episode, you know, he comes to that premonition finally that, okay, that Carl was right, that maybe he shouldn't have treated Jadis the way he did. Maybe. I mean, that's kind of what I got out of it. Yeah. Uh, and then he, you know, he contacts Negan about what Carl wrote. And then here you have Maggie being, um, you know, told that, you know, maybe, you know, these guys need a little time. Out. Or she, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. she comes to that realization that maybe they need some free time, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. What's that one savior's name? The one that's kind of rational that's held in the pen? Oh. Uh, I don't know his name. The no, short hair guy? The short hair yeah, guy is one... Alden. 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 Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. And the long hair guy is Jared. Yeah, Jared. Yeah, I I Jared. Yeah. We saw Jared in, uh, what were we watching the other night? The Indep- Independence Day? Oh, uh, yeah. He's oh, in yeah? Independence Day. And he was, <laughs> um, we, we, we saw Game Night, and he's in that. Oh, he is? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, that's Jared. Oh, my gosh. I was happy for him, see, you know, yeah. in a, in a major like, cool. movie role. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> He's a really nice guy, too. He was part of our little, the reading thing. I don't know if you guys were there I in was, Atlanta last no, year. No, we, we did see that. I was going to mention that. Yes. Yeah, he was part of the skit that you guys did. That's right, that's right. awesome. So, okay, so back to Father Gabriel and Dr. Carson. Like, what did you think of the whole progression of that storyline was it i mean did you truly think it was a filler or did you think we needed to to see how dr carson could come around and and start believing what he what uh, father gabriel was thinking yeah Yeah, i mean no i think it does that even matter no i I think it played well with um yeah he he definitely was progressing to to see uh gabriel's side of it until he got that bear trap on his leg it it kind of felt like after it was all said and done, even though I really liked that storyline, it was kind of like, uh, I don't, like, I don't see the point. Right. And that's you know? sort of how I feel. Like, I, it's too bad he died at the end, honestly. Yeah. I, if, if, because then it, that feels like the point of it all, to have his character be killed at the end. And I, I know that's going to have, I assume, a big effect on Father Gabriel. But if he'd stayed alive, I feel like, those two people could have had a greater impact on each other. They could have started seeing each other's way a little bit more. And I think that might have been a little bit more interesting because now it just feels like that entire storyline was to kill off the doctor because now we have Sadiq, who's another doctor. So I don't know why they feel that they can't have more than one doctor on the show, you know, but (laughs) it does seem like that sometimes. It's like the start of a hospital. Well, that would be a good thing. That'd be all right. It's so that it's so that they can have conflict between the two groups. Like, who gets the doctor? And then they get just like, I mean, you know, they, can now only they one need a doctor. Yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah. Keep them alive. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Keep exactly. them alive, yeah. and it it would have made more sense to me. Yeah. Um, but again, we don't know what's going to happen coming up. It was an interesting storyline until they killed him off. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and then some moron came along. One of the saviors shot him, in, and the other savior yelled at him, "You idiot! That was the doctor." Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Even the saviors know they even shouldn't the kill all the doctors. Saviors were like, mm-hmm. even the one savior was like, "You moron! What are you doing?" You sure that was that? actually, yeah, that was actually the worst part of the entire yeah. story. Yeah. Was when Carson looked at the gun 
and you could see Gabriel. I really liked how they did the Gabriel they, eyesight thing the, with the red around. That effect. Mm-hmm. It was great. That was very creative. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I liked um, it. I thought it, it was good. It, it was great. But uh, my normal co-host, Jason, on Monday when we recorded said it was the uh, Father Gabe's eye view, but it, I, well, I hope he said, I hope it, it kind of looked like he was looking out of a rectum. <laughs> oh my God. I saw the exact same Jason. thing. <laughs> yeah. And now, Is it the butthole view. God. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> looking out of a butthole. And, and now, Jason to come up with that yeah, one. and now that's all I can see or think when oh, I see those things. I was going to go with kaleidoscope. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh. Butthole works. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Not well, yeah. No. I will never think of it the same way again. Yeah. Sorry. Um, just we don't, just know don't watch the episode anymore. <laughs> I know. But I was going to say that when Dr. Carson grabs that gun, I was like, you stupid idiot. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Because you know Obviously bad, that's going to end Yeah, it was a bad move. Was that's bad like, move. That, that's not what Father Gabriel was trying to tell you. Like Exactly. Ooh, he will yep. show himself again. Oh, I think he already, or... You know, or he'll give us a sign. I see a sign. It's a gun. But that's where he felt responsible for, you know, the the death of Dr. Carson because yeah. of that, because of what yeah. he said or what he hinted towards. And, right. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree with you, Christina, on that one, that at that point, it seems like, you know, maybe his faith was not tested, but, but I mean, really shaken stomped. somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. Stomped on. Yeah. So. You know, I really did like the house that they found. There, the All the ham radio stuff in there. I thought that mm-hmm. was an interesting place. And. I, you know, I almost want them to poke around in there a little bit longer, see what they can find, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, look at that radio stuff. Who could they talk to? It's, yeah. I hope they go back. I was thinking yeah. the same thing. I had the setup. Yeah. Why mm-hmm. didn't they even try it out? They never even tested it. And Carson walks in that room and sees the walker on the ground, and there's pills everywhere, and it takes you... Um, Oh, yeah. And they go to uh, commercial Gabriel. break, and I was like, ah, oh, there you go, Bill. I know. It takes Gabriel, like, <laughs> looking at the pills for him to be like, oh, what kind of pills are yeah, these? Would, would any yeah. of these help? Like, why was that not your first I did inkling? find that bizarre. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you'd, it, maybe as a doctor, he was assuming, oh, those are all, like... Bad kind of drugs? You yeah. know, painkillers or opioids or sleeping pills that made this guy kill himself. But at the same time, it's also like, yeah, investigate. Yeah, but what, the, what a... That guy doesn't know how to kill himself. I mean, he there was a plastic bag over his head. He handcuffs himself to a bed, and then I guess he took all the pills. I don't know. Yeah. Now he's just a zombie that's with a plastic yeah. bag over his head, head, handcuffed to a bed. Yeah, but he's not causing destruction. He's not hurting anybody else by being handcuffed to the bed. Is that what it is? And that's maybe, what he was maybe he realized about, he would turn. Yeah, yeah, and maybe he didn't have access to a a weapon or something to shoot himself. To shoot himself, or whatever. exactly. I mean, I know that's not easy it shouldn't be easy to do but like well no but i guess in this in this instance we would assume that he knew that if he kills himself he will turn and therefore he handcuffs himself to the bed right and and puts the bag so he can't really move but exactly okay but also you know they find the keys and the map inside the piggy bank which i don't understand why would you put that in there in the first place, you don't want people to find your car or whatever the hilltop is called, the museum. Oh, that doesn't make sense to me. No, I don't I don't even know how you'd get the keys in the piggy bank if there unless <laughs> yeah. there was one of those access holes on the bottom, but that's what I was thinking. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it must it be. It was a pretty big bank. They accidentally 
dropped it. I did appreciate yeah. that it said I Heart Ham Radio on it, though. I, it was a, yeah, okay. I saw that, too. That was good. Radio, I know. That was awesome. <laughs> and then when they were walking to the car, and they didn't look like they had any of the drugs with them. Like, they didn't have any bag or anything with them. So I guess they were just going out to just investigate. But then they're like, let's get out of here. No, you go back to the house and get the drugs so that, because now you have a hurt leg. It's oh, just right. been about chopped off. That's right. right? Yeah, the antibiotics were in the house still. They're just not thinking. No, no, no. No, exactly. What do you guys think about Father Gabe taking that blind shot? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> that was definitely divine intervention right there. Yeah. Well, or divine if I, helping. If anything was, he was using the force there because he closed his eyes and pulled the trigger and hit that zombie square in the side of the head, I think. so. Maybe, Pretty, he's, yeah. part, maybe he's part Jedi. Well, it, yeah. <laughs> It reminded me need to be. <laughs> Sorry, wrong franchise. <laughs> no. Well, the fact that he could read that sign way up above his head about the danger mm-hmm. area. Yeah, that's that, like well, really? I, that's, to me yeah. that was where like what the hell is this Dr. Carson doing? I like, know, why did like, he read that damn sign? Yeah. Well, and it's and it's right there. It, and it's like banging clanging, on the pole. like hello, read me. <laughs> yeah, like, read they, me. You saw it when they first got to the compound. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Yeah, those parts did not make sense. Yeah. Blind guys picking it out. Come on, Dr. Carson. Although both uh it's two out of my two out of three of my favorite zombie scenes were the zombie that was pulling himself along the road when they first mm. opened the yeah, yeah, yeah. the episode. With the chain. With the chain. Yeah. Yep. And then the Good one noise. that was trying to attack Carson when he got his leg mangled. Well, yeah, he pushed one off, and then another one like fell right on top of him. Too. Yeah, it was like, oh damn. Although those gurgly zombies or walkers in the uh, swamp, swamp, in the swamp, swamp walkers. Oh yeah, those were great. They were my next favorite. Yeah. Well, I was, I was what when I was watching it the second time today. I had the subtitles on, and it's like zombie growling. I'm like, it should say zombie gurgling. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> those zombies. Have you guys ever seen Creep Show, the Stephen King? Movie. Yeah, uh, long time ago. Yeah, long time ago. There was a uh, one of the that stories was me out. <laughs> with Ted Danson, and he um, gets buried up to his neck in the sand at the beach, mm-hmm. and then the tide comes in and he drowns, and then of course right. he comes back later. Spoiler alert: as like a um, a dream type of zombie type guy. I think I think you can spoil stuff that's like. 30 years, 30 years old. old. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's not a spoiler yeah, anymore at that point. No, no, okay. It's like saying spoiler alert, Darth. It it's like saying spoiler <laughs> alert, Darth Vader is. Wait, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> there are some things you just don't want to ruin for people. But, That's true. Come on. <laughs> but anyways, when he comes back yeah. uh, after he has died, he's got a really gurgly voice. And he's like, I can't remember, Barbara, whatever her name is. Oh, I remember and that, yeah. It's very gurgly. Uh, it sounded like that. It reminded yeah. me of that. Okay. That was cool. Oh, creep show scared I, me so much I was thinking Stand By Me when they went into the pond, like into the swamp. With the leeches on Yeah, with the leeches. Oh. Yes, except it was going to be walkers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the swamp. What did you guys think of that part? Did you think that was necessary? Because I'm thinking no. Uh, I thought it was... I don't know, it was a cool was, scene. It was but... a cool gag kind of thing, like when they're going through there. Yeah, yeah. especially when they come up and... You know, there was the, the uh, they had just come across like a couple, right? And then Daryl comes through the branches and there's like six of them pop up out of the yeah, water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I was like, okay, turn around, find another route. Yeah, but then but then Daryl's like, let's clear a path. I can see a clearing yeah, over there. And exactly. Sadiq's like, okay. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Those popped up. I'd Once be like, hell no, I'm leaving. That's <laughs> right. Well, it was really funny when they did the pan out. But the first pan out, the swamp looked really small. And the next time you see it, it's like huge. And then once they actually get in the water, they've got their stick and they're like pointing it to the sides of them. Like never is it in the front of them, Mm -hmm. like where they're actually getting ready to walk to test the water. Yeah, they were using it more as like a walking stick than actually testing. Yeah, and there was nobody, nobody going through the middle of the path. They were all on the outside. I didn't mind the whole scene. I do agree that it was a little too long, too much. This episode was extra length, too, by eight minutes, I think. And oh, really? I don't hmm. know why, because there was, I don't feel like there was any need for this to be an ex- extended episode, even by just a few minutes. But a little too much in the swamp, and, although I didn't mind it. It sort of made for some cool zombies in a somewhat mm-hmm. unique situation. But why not like throw some rocks in the water first? You know, just do something to yeah. to make a few of them pop up rather than just stroll right in and hope you'll not hope you're not going to step on somebody. Yeah, that's so that's a good point for sure. They yeah. could have lo- thrown something in, yeah. Just just you know anything to like draw out the first few, so you don't put a foot in and immediately are dead. They know? could have thrown Dwight in. <laughs> they could have, yeah. Tara Take wouldn't have minded, situation. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although they wouldn't have much to eat. I didn't realize how skinny that guy was. Yeah, he is tiny. He is tiny. Yeah. They had like some of those shots where he's like leaning against the tree like in the background. I was like, man, that guy. He is, yeah. He could a, be a walker. He's the kind of guy who, if he stands sideways, you can barely see him. He's so skinny, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that whole story annoyed me. Just the whole Tara thing. Like, we know you don't like Dwight. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. Especially when she tossed the walker into him. Yeah. Yeah, that was a little unneeded. And nobody nobody really said anything to her until she uh, came back after chasing him with the gun. And she came back and Daryl just reamed her out. But for me, unlike the Gabe and Carson stuff... I feel like at least with Tara and Dwight, there was a point and there was a bit of a resolution at the end because I think she is come around a bit and I don't know if she wants to kill him anymore, at least as badly since he yeah. he saved them, right? So mm-hmm. uh, so I just feel like there was more of a point to it. And I kind of like Dwight too. I don't know what it is. Um, so I, I didn't mind seeing him get some stuff to do this week. Um, so I was okay with that, and and I do hope Tara kind of realizes that he's he actually might be on their side now. That's one of those odd things. Like I, I think I've always liked Dwight, and I don't know if it's because I knew that he and I didn't I didn't read the comics, but I knew that he had something to do with the comics a little mm-hmm. bit more, like some something to do later on. I guess there was yeah. a point to him. Yeah. Right. So I was always waiting for mm-hmm. that. You know, like what you know, him to his the point of his character to come around. but Am I the only um, person here that has read the comics or is up to date? I'm not up to date, but I have read up till the war, okay. the all-out war, because I didn't want to get spoiled. Right, right, right. Okay. All right, well, I'm not going to spoil any comic stuff, but yeah, Dwight's in there too. I'll say that. <laughs> I was going to say, even after like he killed uh, Denise and stuff, there was like, he did, I, did, I didn't necessarily want him to die because I wanted to see what was going to happen with this character. Well, oh, right. I'm still curious now. Like, now that he's back with the saviors, what's he going to do from the inside that 
yeah is going to be helpful mm -hmm. yeah that that, yeah. that i wonder about that too and i enjoyed his apology actually and i actually yeah. i believed him like mm -hmm. i i really do think he is sorry for that he if you remember he said he <laughs> he wasn't aiming for her when he took that shot it was just kind of an accident mm -hmm. uh but i i really believe that he feels bad about that and uh i was glad to see him apologize and i think the apology along with what he did at the end there by leading that group of saviors away i really think tara is going to be okay with it with him now anyways and uh, and daryl maybe not daryl might still want to you know kill him at some point but but not tara i thought that rosita and daryl had come around because i feel like that if with dwight yeah okay. that if they had had their chance they yeah. would have killed him uh, I, I think Daryl already, I mean, Daryl always wanted to take him out this entire time, I think. I know, but he sees his usefulness. I yeah, mean, he I does. I don't know if he, if, if he doesn't want to kill him, period. But I just think that he sees his usefulness and wants to keep him around just to see what happens. Well, it's a hard thing to judge. Daryl doesn't ju seem to trust anybody. But definitely with Dwight, I don't think he trusts him at all. I and mean, it would like the opportunity to kill him as well, but yeah. I mean, he yeah. explains it to Tara that, you know, he's, it's not a good time for it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he trusts him, but I do think he sees that for now, at least he's useful because mm -hmm. he, um, and I didn't even really realize this until he arrived back at the sanctuary and no one sort of questioned what was going on, that they still think he's on their yeah. side. Yeah. They don't know they don't... that he's defected, yeah. which is, which is interesting and, mm -hmm. um, I guess helpful, a good thing for, uh, Alexandrians and everybody so uh yeah I don't know how Daryl's gonna feel next time they meet up but Dwight just keeps proving himself in my mind and Tara I think is on board now and if Daryl wasn't before he might be eventually well Dwight just needs to hope that one girl never shows up again that she gets taken out by a walker you know Scott uh, since Scott's not here I'm gonna bring this up Scott actually made a comment I think after the show didn't he about how he was surprised that Dwight kind of pushed himself to the head of the pack when he went in front of Negan. Oh, yeah. Instead of just hanging back, like, yeah. he just kind of, mm -hmm. you know, he made himself known right away. Yeah. So. Well, mm -hmm. I, I guess he feels that Negan still trusts him, and he's right. he, he has no problem just getting right out in front there. And we needed well a good the water. needed a good camera shot of him, so we knew he was there. Exactly. <laughs> Morgan. Morgan and the Hilltoppers. Hmm. Morgan also has had a kind of awakening... Mm -hmm. as it were, when it came to Henry and um, how to treat him. And eventually we see that he has decided to lie to Henry about who killed his brother. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. So, like, what do you think about that whole storyline? Uh, do you think, was it Carol that made him see that? Or was it actually just Henry saying, yelling out, which one of you killed my brother? I think that, well, first of all, I think that Henry... The, the little kid that plays Henry did a good job there. I, I really yeah. Yeah. I really liked how he, he delivered that line. I really, uh, I thought he did a did a great job with it. it was well, and, how he was, and how he was staring down the yeah. saviors, right? Like, it was good. Yeah. You're like, he's creeping us out. I'm like, yeah, he's good at that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, in terms of uh, lying to him, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think he's young enough that you've sort of, given by you've given him the the 
sort of feeling or the idea that he's he's gotten revenge already because he killed uh, Gavin, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, and now he thinks yeah. he killed the guy that killed his brother. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, is that what, is that good for like a nine what, or ten year old? I don't know. Well, that's what Morgan said to him, like, and you killed him, so yeah, and that's it. Yeah. It's closing um, the book on that. Yeah, I think it was a good thing I, that he lied to him about that. Yeah, I think otherwise he would have revenge in his heart for a really long time. I guess it yeah. gives him some closure, but yeah. maybe the problem is someday he's going to find out that it wasn't actually find him. Out the truth but one day, maybe, maybe, maybe not. He might not. I think. Carol had a lot to do with Morgan telling him that. Yeah, and because it's, it's she funny. had that talk with him, right, with Morgan, yeah. saying he's not okay, and neither are you. Right. And I think it was his her way of sort of drawing attention to Morgan, like, or drawing Morgan's attention to the fact that, like, you know, we have to deal with this with Henry, or he could sort of turn into you like morgan right because or obviously Lizzie. or li or well, any it's, any anyone, it's funny but... it's not very often do we find do we have carol defending children <laughs> well that's to... what i was gonna say like the irony of her being back at the prison and teaching all these kids how to defend themselves with guns and weapons mm -hmm. yeah. and now you have nice carol who's like yeah. back off you guys oh, she's just waiting for her chance to use him correctly <laughs> no <I think. laughs> Watch the flowers, Henry. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, kill that guy. <laughs> Put a target on somebody else's back. No, yeah. but I, I agree with you, Christina. He was uh, Carol was actually talking to him about um, actually using Carl, right? As a right. A, yes. A, yeah, he, she was talking to him about um, how Carl was trying to help a stranger, mm -hmm. and that's when yeah. um, that, and, that's yeah. when Morgan finally stood up and, and told him that he had that actually yeah. killed Gavin, who had killed his brother. Yeah. So. Well, and and I think just it's interesting you mentioned Carl, right? I think that we're seeing a lot of how Carl's attitude has affected people and even people that don't, you know, didn't necessarily know that Carl was dead yet were mm -hmm. sort of, or actually, no, they were affected after they already knew. Sorry. But Henry I'm never like, met him, that I can think of. No, but my timeline yeah. is uh, like a bit. I'm sort of mixing up my timeline, but yeah, no, I, it's, it's interesting to see how, how much Carl's death has touched all their lives. And I mean, obviously, cause a lot of them were very close with him, but just also his attitude, mm -hmm. um, in that we have to like try to help people and, and you know, the fact that he helped a stranger, he helped Sadiq and that's like a pretty big message for everyone, like to help mm -hmm. even to help these strangers yeah, especially yeah. for a, a kid too. You yeah. wanna you wanna instill that kind of thing in a yeah. in a kid that young, I guess. And then it gives him closure on the whole brother thing by saying you already got the guy that did it. Yeah. So now, you know, try to be try to be normal. Well, and so that's the thing. And and, and the other thing is they now they know he's capable, right? Like he know they know he can he can step up and take care of himself if he needs to, right? Or take care yeah. of other people if he needs to. So they also need to try to send that message to him that well, he can sneak up awesome. on a guy who's distracted talking yeah. to someone else and put a stick okay, through his yes. neck. Well, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yes, a nine or ten year old right. killing someone with a sharpened stick—that's yeah. got to be that's tough. Like and he tough. didn't even clean the stick off. I mean, at least I know it still had blood on it. Yeah, <laughs> this is a reminder to all of you saviors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Morgan yeah, at least always the... cleaned the stick off after he killed people. Yeah. 
He didn't teach him that part, I don't think. Actually, I did notice that, too, that, yeah, he didn't clean the stick off. What the no, hell is up with that? <laughs> At least dip it dip it in the As river or something. I was watching it, I was like, oh. Yeah, it's a little bit of Why's Gavin still on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling that what we saw with Morgan during this episode is the beginning of where Morgan is starting to, like, pull away and he's going to take his walkabout to Texas mm-hmm. and join the fear group. Uh, right, 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 right. Yep, yep. Because oh, he okay. feels like, you know, like... They've been so up and down with Morgan. It's crazy. What, liking him and not liking him? No, he, he's a killer. He's a pacifist. He's a killer. Oh. You know, he's like, it's like, okay, what the hell is Morgan? You know. I think he's definitely leaning toward the pacifist Bipolar now, Bipolar a little bit. I mean, but he's still like... I feel like he's still got that, like, let's kill all the saviors because they're going to screw us over type yeah. feeling. He's getting all stabby him. again. He's getting a little bit stabby. But also he's like, all right, the kid, we need to chill out a little bit for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah, I think so. But uh, that's, a, that's a good point, Kim. I, f- I, th- I feel like that too. I didn't even realize it. But I feel like they're winding him down a little bit and mm-hmm. they're wrapping up his story sort of. You know, they're, he's, he's, he's going to be making peace with people maybe and then hit the road and yeah. uh, show up yeah. somewhere else so uh yeah i i feel like this episode was kind of the first step towards that for him mm-hmm. yeah yeah all right well let's take a quick little break and then when we come back we will talk about negan and his craziness we'll be yeah. back Okay, and we're back, and we're going to talk about Eugene a little bit, and then we'll talk about Negan. <laughs> what did you want to talk about Eugene? Well, he is finally set up in his bullet-making factory. And, yes. Mm-hmm. Which... Which, uh, yeah, so Negan's saying that he is now going to be head of his own crew. His own crew is just the, what, the factory workers? Is yeah. that it? Okay. So that's his place. That's his... That's his outpost. Domain. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. in charge of that. His outpost, yep. It's given him something to do, and uh, he did promise that he could make bullets, so might as well have him making some bullets. Yeah, and you know, I actually thought that that had started happening a lot earlier. Mm-hmm. So had I. I, I was very feel confused. like a lot of time when... went through Yeah, that. I was like, Agreed. what do you mean he's just starting to make them? Like, what? Yeah, and I thought the whole plan was they were stuck in the sanctuary because Rick and everybody brought all the zombies there. They didn't know how to get out, so they decided to shoot their way out, which uses up all their ammunition. Mm -hmm. And I thought the plan was, well, we can do this because we've got Eugene the bullet maker and he can just make us more. Uh, But then it seemed like they did that and then kind of dragged their heels for a while until Negan said, why don't you go and get set up and make some more bullets? Uh, Exactly. But I am, I don't know, I'm, I'm glad to see Eugene doing something. I just wish he wasn't such a dick about it. I know. Like, that girl, the wife, I guess, is what she is, coming up to him. And, I mean, I know she's doing it just because she has to, but he treated her like garbage. Yeah, and I that's thought... not the Eugene that we know was, and love. Was, <laughs> was he trying to, like, take on a Negan persona in that moment or something? Like, I felt like that's he was, like, channeling like. Negan right at that moment. And my brow will be in need of wiping. Like, what, was... <laughs> like, what is that about? Yeah. Hell, yeah, man. I mean, that's, that's, he's being a jerk, but he's yeah. also just taking it to a sort of a creepy level there. Uh, but you're right. I don't understand why he was being so mean to her. You know, I know she's there. Well, I don't know. She's there to, like, 
make his food and stuff like that. But to service to bring him. him his food because that wasn't Tanya. She, he said to her, "Yeah, have go and get my food from Tanya, or tell." Here's my dinner order. Tell Tanya what to make me. But there's no need to be that kind of a prick. Like, why not be sort of n nice to them? And and I, I I almost feel like it's outside of his character a little bit. You know, he's the kind of guy who just wants to be where he's safe. And he'll do whatever he yeah. can to just be under the safety of others, right? And I feel like he has that now. And that's why he's turned to Negan's side. And now he has all this responsibility and he's making bullets. He doesn't need to be a dick. Maybe he's on a power trip or something because huh? he's so like, oh, I got my own outpost, so now I'm going to be a dick because I can be because I'm the boss of my outpost. That's Maybe. what I was going to say. It. I mean, yeah. I feel like he he understands that everybody is kind of there because they have to be there, not because they want to be there, and that Negan treats them all like dirt, and so he should be nicer to him to all of them. But I think that when Negan provided him with like video games and a steak dinner and wine, will wine be there? Yes, of course there will be yeah, wine there. Yeah. Um, you know, he's like, sweet, I'm going to milk it for all I can and become, not become Negan, but kind of, you know, take advantage mm -hmm. because he didn't get that at Alexandria, which is one of the reasons I think that he stayed with Negan because he got all the cushy stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, he has a safe place to live and he, I guess he gets a certain amount of respect for supposedly being the smart guy. You yeah. Know? Mm -hmm. I guess and so. And all the protection he could get from Negan. It's a little disappointing in what you probably thought that he could be. Because you always thought he had more of a kind heart, even though he was kind of the um, ignorant genius. <laughs> in a way. Right. You know, yeah, I, for... and a bit of a coward. He was, yeah, I mean, he always right. was. But he, was in, he admitted he was a coward, yes. at least. Yeah, no, I agree with that. That it, it it is sort of out of character for him to be such a jerk. Hoping, you, <laughs> such an ass. But I mean, you always yeah. always keep hoping he's going to come around at some point, and that's what he kind of did with when he helped Father Gabriel. Yeah, you saw a hint of that where he's like, you know, he's giving the keys over, but it's like you think, okay, well now he's stepping back towards our people, but then you see that, and it's like, well, not at mm. all. But Gabriel's not gone, so there's still hope. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, but he didn't even treat. Gabriel nicely when Negan no, he left he wasn't like what happened like he's know. just sort of get to work yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. you know Eugene is for for me I I used to I used to really like the character and I've sort of fallen off him a little bit I feel like they've almost gone a little too far Eugene with the mm -hmm. way he speaks and uh I guess it's mostly the way he speaks mm -hmm. it's it's it used to be kind of endearing and goofy, and I feel like now it's just gone cro across the line to annoying and unbelievable, the way he's able to rattle off these really bizarre, unusual sentences and things like that. So I think maybe I'm just a little bit off of the character in general. Mm -hmm. um, but Well, do know. you think you feel that way because of the theatrics of Ezekiel and Negan? Like, it's just too over the top with everybody. Like, everybody's too much of a caricature yeah. kind of thing? Well, the funny thing is, I really used to think that way with Negan. Um, I was never on board uh, with Jeffrey D. Morgan as Negan, but I'm coming around on him. I think it's been much better lately. I don't think that the portrayal uh, by JDM of Negan has been as theatrical or, or cartoony as it was mm -hmm to start yeah i think they've mm -hmm. toned that down a little bit i, I agree I with agree. that for sure i've noticed that that it's 
not as over the top. Yeah, and I think they've done a good job toning that down, but they've taken Eugene up a couple of notches, and I'm not enjoying that as much. Um, mm -hmm. With Negan, I think he's so much better when he's in a room one-on-one -on -one with people. He's a little mm -hmm. more... Uh, not relatable, but he just feels a little more more human in a way. It's when he's in real. front of a group, yeah, real. When he's in front mm -hmm. of a group, yeah, more real. That's a good, good doing point, his yeah. thing. Then that's when I didn't like it. And I guess there was more of that early on through season uh, seven and the first part of season eight. Right. So I've come around on Negan, which I'm happy about because I was kind of bummed that I I wasn't digging the portrayal of him. But Eugene's gone the other way. I I think we feel the same way because I. I feel like when the season came back with Carl dying, that's when Negan kind of took a turn to become a more relatable type of person. Mm -hmm. But I, and you know, Negan and Ezekiel, I love that we are now seeing their real people, their, mm -hmm. their real persona. Um, and that we are seeing that it's an act that they do for their people. And I think that's what Eugene is doing. Like mm -hmm. this is an act for him. Like he's probably shitting bricks right now. We know he is because of the way he was, like, his face when Negan walked in with Gabriel. He was like, oh, crap. Like, yeah, what's he, he going to say? freaked out. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I think that this hard-ass persona that he's showing to the wife and the other guys at the outpost, um, it's all an act. Yeah. I, yeah we, we were kind of speculating in some of our podcasts in the past that um, that Negan, as well as Ezekiel, what Kim's talking about, definitely have this act that they put on you know they have this other character that they get into when they get in front of a crowd and uh though i think it was a little like i agree with chris on this i think they actually cruelly did tone him down it's not just when he's one-on-one -on -one with people but when he was in front of them towards the end of the episode and he's sticking the bat into the walker and so he wasn't doing all that crazy theatrical thing yeah. like throwing yeah. his back back and you know i'm like the hip charge. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was, <laughs> yeah. It, it was much more toned down. Yeah. Absolutely. Even in front of real. his people yeah. trying to get them to Charged rise up. up. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was different. Yeah. I, I think. And better. And I, and better for sure. I think this is actually a conscious decision on the, yeah. on the part of the show, to be honest, um, uh, to, to tone him down a little bit. It's funny because it, for, I think it started for me, I started to like him a little bit better in, the first half of season eight, there was, uh, well, the episode with him and Father Gabriel in the trailer, stuck in the trailer together. Mm. And then again, it was a one-on-one -on -one thing. I think that was one of the better episodes in the first half of this season. And that surprised me because it was a lot of Negan. And up until that point, I kind of dreaded seeing him a lot in the episode. So, yeah, I think they've made a conscious decision, toned down a little bit, and it's been better. Well, it's funny you brought that scene up. Because that's what I want to talk about with Negan, because I feel so vindicated, and I wish that Scott was here, <laughs> because Scott argues with me all the time. But the last scene with Negan, we see him uh, putting the bat into the walker and getting the guts all over it, and that thought process evolves into, you're shaking your head already. <laughs> That thought process evolves into we need to just hit the people of Alexandria and the hilltop and they're going to turn into walkers, right? That's what we are to assume is what he's thinking, correct? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but how, I well, mean, how they'll is get it infected. now that they can yeah. use the gore as a weapon? 
Yeah. But here's, here's okay. <laughs> Let me explain to Chris and Christina what the whole argument is. Okay. Okay. So when Negan and Gabriel were in that trailer and Negan hits Gabriel with, uh, he punches him in the nose after they've already got the guts mm, all right, over them. Right, 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 right. And then it was shortly after that that we find out that Gabriel is sick. And my theory was always, well, the walker guts got into him and he's infected. Which we always say, well, that's ridiculous because that never happens to anybody when they put walker guts all over themselves. They've been arguing mm-hmm. like left and right about this. <laughs> because they've all had cuts and whatnot on. They had to have. It's not like. I know. And even in season one when they were, um, they were smashing one of the guys in downtown Atlanta um, they had pulled him into a building, and they were smashing him. This was the first time we've ever seen them do that. And I think Rick or somebody was like, oh, my God, I got it in my mouth. Yes. So it's happened before. We and knew that. he was that. like, mm, 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 that's tasty. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm not saying that it makes any sense as to why this could possibly work now. Uh, but yeah, there, are some, there are some problems. There are some inconsistencies. A people, lot. People smear Walker guts on this show and a lot more on fear actually yeah. Yeah. all over their bodies and nothing ever happens now your skin is really good at keeping things out i mean that's why you have it right but uh still you'd think that somebody would have a scratch or a cut or it would go in their ears or their mouth or mm-hmm. something and if that's all it takes then you know why hasn't that been happening a lot more right. um we know that everyone's all infected already with whatever it is that that turns you into the zombie. You just have to die first. And then when you think about, well, getting bit pretty much guarantees that you're going to die. And but that's is that the same thing as getting like Walker goop into your body? I don't know. Well, Not really to me. If you're opening up a wound Getting nailed with a bat in my and it's going different. directly into your bloodstream. Mm-hmm. What's the difference, right? Yeah. See, see, I've always thought the the uh, the bite triggers an infection. You die from the infection, and then you have the virus that turns you into a zombie after you die. But don't uh, you always have it in this one? Yes, yeah. you all you always do have it, mm-hmm. and that's what I mean. The infection from the bite is is different from the virus. Like you're dying from mm-hmm. a bad infection, which could be an infection from anything, right? Right. But but yeah. the bite seems to trigger it or something like that. Um, but getting <laughs> walker blood or goop into an open wound doesn't, or now it does. I don't know. Well, see, here's what I was thinking, the reason why it's different. The walker that walked into that uh, trailer that they were in was one of those gooey walkers that has his face melted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he's one that apparently has been in, in contact with whatever chemical was at the chemical outpost. The one, you know, we saw chemical barrels in mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. creek mm-hmm. when yes. Sheba was yep. killed. Yeah, right, right. That? that's when Ezekiel was like, something's wrong with that. What happened to that guy? Exactly. And they were started like those making... walkers were that were kind of gray. They almost had like a powder on them or something like that. Yeah. 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 So they started making a point to, to pinpoint those particular walkers. So I was thinking maybe it's because he was contaminated with whatever mm-hmm. chemical this yeah, is and, and it sped same, up the infection. I was going to say those same walkers were the ones when Jared and them were all tied together. Yeah. Like a little preschool line. Yep. And they all came <laughs> coming down the hill at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. 
I don't, so I don't, I don't know. know. I'm I'm just a little bit confused on what the difference is when between Father Gabriel, who is sick and has a bad infection and presumably got it from uh, coming into contact with Walker Guts versus Carl, or anybody else, I guess, who got bit and therefore gets an infection. And Carl, it's guaranteed death. But Father Gabe, it's not, because he's getting mm. better after taking antibiotics. Yeah, I'm, that is I'm, true. I'm not sure why there's a difference there or an inconsistency there. And the only difference is the bite. And, yep. and you know, I know zombies throughout history, it's you get bit, you die, and that's it. Uh, but I'm not sure why anymore. <laughs> I, guess. I mean, the only, the only other thing I can say is that your mouth is not a very clean area, so you're introducing right. really bad bacteria, bacteria yeah. on top of, you know, whatever, the zombie virus, which you already have anyways. Well, the right. other argument could be that Negan is completely wrong, right? <laughs> and <laughs> That's that, true. And yeah. that this just, is just yeah. a complete fake out by the writing staff, and that he, none of this would actually do anything to anybody. Good not point. not to, to say your argument is any less valid about the being bit versus being punched in the face and getting stuff on it. But hmm. still, um, I think you know Negan could just be completely wrong, and this is actually nothing. And that's true. Yeah, not he, help. he just thinks it's an actual, yeah, Negan thinks it's a thing that's actually going to work, but it's not actually going to work. I mean, yeah. it, w- it would yeah, definitely, him, uh, it would definitely freak people out, mm-hmm. you know, if you got shot with something that is covered in gore and blood. I mean, that's pretty gross anyways. Uh, yeah. But this whole idea came from Eugene's coming yeah, up there you go. Out, out of the blue, it seems point. like, mm. by saying, why don't we just hurl uh, arms and legs and big piles of gore <laughs> yeah. over yeah. the walls at them? And he's them. like, turn up the gore the gore and the fright factor. So he, he's probably running with Eugene's idea. That's, well, that's true. That's what he's that's and exactly he's kind of like, we're just going to scare the crap out of them. It's not actually going to do anything. But I'm going to let my troops know here that it will do something. So there I'm keeping their hopes up that oh, this yeah. will work, you know, like I it's a motivational. Yeah. Um, it's like a motive. He was like a, being a motivational speaker right there. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, Negan exactly. is kind of a motivational speaker to all the saviors in some way. Well, depending on which savior you're talking about. Right. But yeah, I feel yeah. like we need to have like a bet going on. Yeah, he's a salesman. Yeah. He's like, go out and sell happen. more cars. Come on guys. <laughs> it's true. It's true, and that's when he gets the hip dip. Yeah, yeah oh, he wasn't doing the yeah. hip dip though. That's a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Not well, in the back, but the arched back. Or what does he do with his back? He well, he, back. he leans yeah. back, pushes his pelvis out. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah just I, like Chris did, just yeah. like that. Perfect. <laughs> 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 Never oh. seen anybody do it better. <laughs> But do you guys have anything else to say about this episode? Um, I not really. I mean, it was it was not my favorite, but uh, but there was some stuff to to like here, and I was I was uh, I enjoyed the Maggie stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. Um, I really hope Sadiq survives. Oh yeah, <laughs> I really like him. I really like Sadiq. I think that's like I'm. So, I was like. Actually, I think he'd be a really like I'm. I'm glad they've added this new character, and I really hope he lasts. You know, I totally agree with that. I really like Sadiq too, and yeah. I think Sadiq is an amazing example of bringing in a new character sort of the right way. Mm-hmm. And it's I'm surprised at how quickly 
I've grown to like him actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, me too. Because of the way he was brought in mm-hmm. and the impact he had on the characters we do know and we've had around for a long time and just the way he's he's carried himself, you know. He he shows up at Hilltop and he says, "Look, I just want to help out." And he so wants to help. And give the, me something to do. And the the thing getting back to just Maggie and how it's funny because when he walked up to her and he said, "Do you have an infirmary or a hospital?" her brain immediately went to, oh, he needs help, right? Like, mm-hmm. not realizing he's offering, right? And so then the look on her face was kind of like, oh, you want to help us? What? Like, yeah. like, even she, like, sort of, as he walked away, she sort of, like, stared at him like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, it was like, what's going on? <laughs> he's kind of refreshing. Like, it's, yeah. it's kind of like the boost that the series needed to keep going, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because it was yeah. starting to get a bit draggy i gotta wonder how he survived so long by himself being so nice yeah on his own yeah sometimes i think surviving on your own would be easier than surviving with with other people People. yeah Yeah. you you only have yourself to look out for that being said you don't have anyone to stay awake when you're asleep but uh, i think i would be my nerves would be a bit rattled yeah you don't have anyone to watch your back yeah yeah i mean i've always said that if we ever were ever in a zombie apocalypse with our kids they'd be the first to go. <laughs> Not because I would want them to be. It's just they'd be dragging us down, you know? You, yeah. No, it's impossible to get anywhere with kids. <laughs> and, uh, Especially, yeah. like, All we right. have five. Well, you're backtracking. Somebody's oh, yeah. got to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Five. It sounds man. horrible, but you know. <laughs> I can just be, I, I can sort of picture you, like, sorry, kids, there's five of you, and one of you's got to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's your turn. <laughs> yes, compile into one useful like the, human being. The odds are good that one of you is gone by the morning. <laughs> we tried. Sorry. We tried our best as parents, but really. You know, the, the, tent, only holds, the tent only holds four, so one yeah. of you has to sleep outside. I, I don't know. Who's bait tonight? <laughs> We're going to hell. How, how, how old is your youngest? Uh, four. Don't say four. if you don't want to. Okay, four. Yeah. Yeah. The That's... oldest are eight. All right. <laughs> That's a lot eight, to tow along four. when you're running away from yeah, flesh-eating is. monsters. And the four-year-old would never, ever keep up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless they learned how to be like an actual Transformer group that turns into like a larger oh, like a Megatron robot or something. Yeah, Ranger exactly. Kind of yeah. <laughs> Oh, that'd be amazing. Awesome. If only kids awesome. could do that. We might have more if kids could do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we will do our hit and miss. It is time for our hit and miss section. So we're going to start with you, Chris, since you're the guest. What's your hit? My hit for this episode is a line or a scene involving Maggie 
when she goes back to uh, the prisoners the second time towards the end of the episode when she's decided to let them out for exercise and work detail and medical attention and stuff like that. Uh, she's standing there and she is talking with Gregory and he's kind of trying to tell her that we got to leave because the saviors are coming. It's not going to be good. We can't, we can't win. He says, how can we win? And her line is look around Gregory. How can we lose? <laughs> and I, I love the line so much because I started thinking about it and I realized that that line is really loaded with meaning, meaning, and you yeah. can kind of take it in a couple of different ways. In one, on one hand, she's saying, like, look around at everything we're doing here. You know, we're so prepared. How can we lose? Like, we're doing all the right things we need to do. And I felt that was just another leadership thing on her part. Um, but on the other hand, you can also think of that sort of in the way of look around at all these people. You know, we can't let them down. We can't mm -hmm. let these people down. Mm -hmm. So losing is not an option, kind of. And I, I see those things as a little bit different. And, uh, and I think it was just a great, a great line, the way she said, look around, how can we lose? Um, and then as she's walking away, just before you hear someone yell, or maybe at the same time you hear someone yell, hey, open the gate, Rick is here. Um, there's just such a the tiniest hint of a smile on her face and mm -hmm. i don't know i thought it was i thought it was a really really great scene and it summed up everything that i'd sort of been feeling about maggie so that was my favorite scene of the episode one of my favorite little bits and lines of the whole season and maybe the whole series so definitely a hit in my book wow that's huge i did notice that little smile on her face yes. and that i thought that was yeah. really cute it, it was so classic slight maggie. like yeah. yeah it was classic yeah. maggie was just barely there but you could tell she just suddenly felt good for a second and that was i like that yeah run with it maggie yeah <laughs> do you have one yet Stuart? well mine was uh, one that was brought up before i don't know if it was chris or christina that actually brought it up but it was when um dr carson uh picked up the bottle of pills and found out that they could actually help gabriel mm -hmm. and gabriel said that He's like, I'm, yeah, I'm not even going to say anything. I'm not saying anything. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah that was, I did like that, that part, too. I did like that line. I liked how he delivered it, too. So in case Christina was going to use yeah. that one, I want to make sure I get that in there before she yeah. can use it. <laughs> 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 Woo! Good job. <laughs> I, I do like the fact that um, what I liked was I liked when Dwight sort of drew the saviors away. From yeah, that's good. going to the swamp. Yeah. I really yeah. liked that. And it was his, it was, you know, it was his way of showing, like, he knows that Tara's within earshot. And it's sort of his way of showing her, like, look, I'm, I'm on your side. I don't, because he had just finished telling her all this stuff. Like, I hate Negan. I'm sorry for what I did. I'm sorry that I killed Denise and that I hurt you. And I don't want to be with saviors anymore. I'm legit. I want to help you guys out. You know, like I'm paraphrasing here. Um, and then, you know, he comes out of the trees and sort of puts his hands up as if he's surrendering. Because I guess he figures, oh, they must know I betrayed them. But they're, they have no knowledge of it. And that just how he, you know, he's, he drew them away from the swamp. They were like, oh, we were going to go over there. And he's like, no, no one's there. Yeah. Not there. It was it was a heroic moment yeah. 
yeah, on his part, act. right? Yeah. He a selfless yeah. act. He popped out and was like, I just came from the swamp. There's nobody there. So let's go this way. And he drew them all away. Yeah. And I love that because I think it really must have caught Tara by surprise. You know, it really caught her yeah. off guard. Yeah, it did. Of course, I was questioning why were there saviors there when he had already said the saviors aren't going to come here because Negan's already deemed it too dangerous. Hmm. Mm. yeah you know? true but i think maybe they were just going there because they got that radio call everyone look around and yeah yeah my favorite part of the episode was the uh the shelf um fungi zombie did you guys see him shelf where was fungi he zombie which one was this guy it was one of the walkers in the swamp and it okay. had um Shelf mushrooms. Uh, okay. Oh no! Way. Out oh, of yeah, yeah. Skin. I did see him. Oh yeah, he did. That was oh, that super was... awesome. I think I was somewhat averting my eyes it... at that moment. I tend to kind of like cover my eyes when the zombies are on. Screen. I just, oh, really? like, gore. I don't know. I don't. I'm... When I don't... skin is being torn off, yeah, she's like watching through her fingers and. Uh... <laughs> oh, so you didn't like last week when uh, was it was Michonne ripped the zombie's face oh, off yeah, when guy... she was closing the gate? Yeah, the guy hung on the rebar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was what was awesome? <laughs> what was worse, rebar to the face or? Uh, Zom- grinder no, zombies. I just know oh, the, oh, the grinder zombie. That one. Oh my god. I like the rebar not, to the face. That was more. I didn't like. Eh, yeah. I mean, I told you guys. I I had. I almost had flesh eating disease. <laughs> Yes. So oh, yeah, right, very, right, right. not to get too personal here, people, but yeah, but no, that's that's a tease, man. That, it, people who are listening are like, oh my god, you had flesh eating disease. I, 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 I almost had flesh eating disease, and ever since that happened, like I can't. He'll he, he can attest. Like I yeah. can't watch it the same way anymore. Like I, the zombies are on screen, and if it's really grotesque, I'm like, oh god, here we go. Like I'm just <laughs> too close to. <laughs> I I don't want to. Uh, take us on a big tangent or anything but i found like i thought the grinder scene last week was pretty awesome um but it didn't really get to me that much but then for some reason i someone sent me a video of somebody throwing stuff like you know a real grinder like that it looked exactly the same throwing stuff in it like a mattress and a, a fridge and like big appliances and this thing just sucked it in and made short work of everything Even like a fridge a fridge like a full-size appliance and then he, he put like one of those giant uh like tractor tires in it and the thing oh, just pain. sucked the tire and ground it up and i was like that thing can eat anything and yeah. it did it, it make kind it of little tiny pieces Oh, it did it, yeah, did it turn it into like almost chili? Yeah, well, soup. Yeah, <laughs> zombie zombie chili. I didn't oh, see the output chili. of it, but just watching it like grind up a couch. Yeah. I was like, if it can grind that up, and I kind of flashed back to like human bodies falling in there. And I started thinking about that, and then it got worse for me because oh. watching the zombies go in was one thing. Then I watched a fridge go in, and then I started thinking about real people going in, and I had to go do something else for a so while. So an it's inanimate object freaked you out more. <laughs> for, some, for some reason, yeah. That's, it's bizarre. I'm no, like, that scene, oh my God, there I... goes my barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that, that was almost like kind of soupy looking. It was a little... Oh, it was so yeah, gross. Was really and it was funny because I think we'd had chili in <laughs> He oh, was God. like, how do you like that? I'm like, God damn. While well, you're chilling. watching, you're like, oh. Mm. Yeah, like, no, thank you. Bad choice. I was just imagining the smell at the back end of it. Like, oh. God. Oh, yeah. Oh. She doesn't have to walk nasty. back through there with those feet. 
her yeah. feet. <laughs> God. Oh. Yeah. testing Negan's theory out there. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. It's all good. Chris, did you have a miss from this episode? Okay, um, I have a few, and I'm not going to go into all of them, but... Uh... You can give honorable mentions if you want. Okay, sure. Should I start with those, or should I go with my real miss? First? Go with your real one. Okay, yeah. my real one is Carson and uh, Gabe in the house. Specifically, first when they get into the house, Father Gabe is sitting there, I don't know, on the desk trying to read whatever he was trying to read. And Carson <laughs> comes along, and... Uh, and and he says something i think gabe asked him like is the house clear or something like that and he says yeah so far and then three seconds later he opens a door with a zombie right there oh, i'm yeah. like right. you're the you're the worst house clearer in the world and yeah. um you need oh, to wow i didn't even pick up on that you need to do Jeez, a better job hilarious. so i, didn't I think pick up that either. I, didn't I think that, that was that oh, was wow. a miss that's i think a, that that's a serious miss it would Why have is been he a... asking the half blind blind guy if it's clear <laughs> well yeah. yeah and and i think he just it's just one of those things where like, I mean, check all the rooms, first of all. And that seems like an easy line to replace, even on the day they're filming. It's like, okay, we know that he's going to walk into a room with a zombie right now. So when asked if the house is clear, maybe the answer is I'm not done yet. Instead (laughs) of just look in this room first. I I, I got this feeling. I think I heard something. That was a miss for me. Yeah. Yeah. That is hilarious. (laughs) Okay, who's next, Stuart? Yeah, uh, my miss again. I'm I'm boring here because we've already talked about this stuff. Unfortunately, okay, go ahead. My my miss was the gore thing. It really bothered me. After the episode was over, I was like, Th- "That can't be right." I mean, Kim. I was like yelling at Kim, like, mm. "What? What are they trying to do here?" They're completely <laughs> yes. Kim. No, that the, they can use. They can weaponize up? the gore now. Like, how is that even possible? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you mean the infected part? Yes, I was yes, like, what yes. gore? No. Okay. Like, the okay, gore that's gonna, on the bat. He's going to put the gotcha. stuff on his bat, and now he's going to start infecting people. Yeah. That should that's have been my answer. hit, because I was so excited about it. Were you? But, it, 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 I mean, yeah, okay, it's double-edged sword, because, yeah, it was kind of like, okay, well, let's see where, where they go with this. But, yeah, it was kind of my mess, because I was like, come on. I, I, like, I like the way you put it, though. They're weaponizing the gore, which, why now? And right, right. It's that, we're yeah. eight years in. This is no, the first time they thought of this. If that's something that could have happened a long time ago, why didn't like? If that's something that's actually legitimately can be used, then why has it not been used before? Well, when when fear weapon. started putting it on their faces and yeah. all over yeah. for camouflage, we're like, right. Oh, okay. Well, okay. I guess I can buy that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then they started doing it after fear on The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And they started putting it all and putting it all over their clothes and stuff like that. The Walking Dead but did it first. The Walking well, Dead okay, did well, it they first. Did little, first season they did it. I remember that scene was really yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe they started time. doing it a little bit more consistently after that. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. They can get it and they can get it in their eyes and mouth. It's mm. not going to be that big a deal. Mm-hmm. But now yeah. they're like completely flipping it on its head. And I was like, I don't know. That just yeah. that's weird to me. Very inconsistent. But after our discussion tonight, I'm thinking, yeah. I think that was all fake. I don't think it's they're yeah. actually going to use it's, it for that. It's theatrics yeah, on the so. part of totally. ne- Negan, right? Like he's trying yep. to motivate his troops and yeah. he's running with Eugene's idea um, of like a scare tactic. Yeah. 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 I like totally I think, agree. Yeah, I think I like we it. might be all on to something here. Sweet. We said it. 
<laughs> you heard it here first. All right, Christina, what's yours? Um, so I have a few misses. Do one, then we'll um, honorable mentions. Okay. Um, oh man, what's my main <laughs> miss? Um, how, how about Eugene being a jerk to? Well, Eugene being Frankie. a jerk, I, I that was a big miss, but also Daryl, like. Oh, yeah. that was mine. Like, ah. oh, I'm sorry, I stole <laughs> That's okay. It. Well, we can discuss together. Why don't you tell yours, and then I'll tell about my other misses. I just thought that Daryl was the the lines just felt forced, and he just like he does he doesn't seem like he really is excited about acting as Daryl anymore. You know what I did not like is after he told what he was like motioning for people to go one way when they're under the bridge. Yeah, and then they were going by, and he kept going, oh moving his God. arm back and forth. Yes, yeah. like that was actually directing people. I was like, dude, they already you already like <laughs> they, what are you doing? they know where they need no. to go. What the hell are you go, doing, buddy? It, I noticed that too. Go watch that scene again. It looks ridiculous. Him standing yes. there moving his arm, <laughs> no, just no, like no, no. they're right yeah. in front of him. You're going that way. Like, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Is he like an you usher in a theater? dumber people. Yeah. <laughs> when, when was the last time you guys saw Daryl on screen and thought it was compelling? Uh, probably about three seasons ago. Yeah. It's been a while, hasn't it? It's, yeah. Even in the episodes where he's more of a primary character, it hasn't worked for me in a while. I, yeah. think, Dar I think season one Daryl was the most interesting daryl mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah it's been a while well even when they were looking for um what's her face uh carol's daughter uh, sophia. sophia yeah yeah when, when she came out of the barn like that oh. was convincing yeah mm -hmm. oh yeah you know? so i mean maybe even prison daryl was convincing <laughs> well I, yeah it was almost up until the prison thing i mean i think once they left the prison that's when it started going down i think yeah, and we and you kind of always chalked it up to oh maybe he's just doesn't trust anybody or something or I don't I don't know it was like he had no lines he just kind of grunted at people and that was about it. <laughs> well, it was kind of like when once Beth died actually, it's like yeah he had no I, purpose anymore. I don't, I don't think we're gonna pinpoint it. Dude, dude has not had much just real saying. purpose other than catching squirrels for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> catching squirrels and collecting ears. Yes. So, like, was there anything else about Daryl that you didn't like with this episode? He's kind of boring. Yeah, he, yeah, and and then he flipped out like that, and it was like, when he flipped out on Tara. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And she's trying to tell him like he's not gonna go and tell them where we are. He's like, oh yeah, blah blah blah. And then he actually like one thing I liked was that he suddenly stopped himself when he looked over and he saw Judith. Right? Like yes. it was like yes. okay. No, I can't act like this in front of the kid. Like, she's right. just lost her brother. No, right? So that I kind of, I actually kind of liked that moment when he looked over and he saw her. And then who was holding her? Was it Tobin? Tobin. Tobin. Yep. And Tobin, like, sort of, like, cuddled her. And cuddled I, was like, her. I liked that moment. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, cool. like, other than that, it was just sort of, meh. You know, that, that moment was his part was so unconvincing in that that the only yep. thing I could think of was like oh my god she looks super cute in that little outfit <laughs> that she's wearing in the zombie apocalypse and she looks super clean and her hair and her hair is like this beautiful like mane of hair like why is her hair that perfect and Toby where are they getting a hairbrush for this awesome. well it's like it's so funny her hair I, I think back on the 
how many seasons back with Andrea. Mm-hmm. And was it Andrea? Yeah, she had good nails. And she had these perfectly manicured nails. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? It's a zombie apocalypse. Like her nails shouldn't look that good. And you then a lot I of actually time at night, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I even make a made a joke about it on um on Facebook. I referenced it because I had my nails done and I I posted a photo of my of my nails and I was like, "My I've got my Andrea manicure already." <laughs> and only my friends who watch The Walking Dead got that joke. Like everyone else is like, "What? Andrea?" <laughs> Can I just say that I love having a girl on here? <laughs> <laughs> it's usually a bunch of potty mouth. Potty mouth. That's awesome. It is funny though. Judith <laughs> Judith has this like gorgeous hair. What? Have you like my yeah. our youngest our youngest daughter, like I swear to God, her hair looks like she should be in the zombie apocalypse. I swear to God, if the Walking Dead need a new kid on the show, my daughter Isabel, perfect zombie hair. Like just Yeah, we got one of those unruly too. crazy. Just never tangles. brushes it ever. Yeah. yeah. Well she does, but it's just like never. I mean you can't. It doesn't it's stay like clean. Mess. It yeah, doesn't yeah, stay brushed. Yeah. Yes. It's all over yep. the place. That's us too. <laughs> oh my god all right what are your honorable mentions <laughs> for mrs um my honorable mentions are that tara actually took the shot at at uh white oh, and yeah. missed yeah agreed. and yeah. missed um she hit the tree you know he was kind of hiding behind behind he, it he a little bit though away well he ducked yeah, and ran yeah, away but yeah. it was a literal, literal miss. miss okay um yeah. But I a also I, I appreciated that she actually pulled the trigger, right? So often yeah. you get characters pointing guns at each other and and they just talk for a while and something happens, which did happen later in the episode. But mm-hmm. she she tried to shoot him. And I, I thought that was like committing to her wanting to kill him, which mm-hmm. was good. Yeah. Uh, and then the other option for a miss for me was uh, what we've sort of already talked about with Dr. Carson uh, being killed at the end of their thing, I think that was just a show miss in general because mm, yeah. it 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 eliminates some potential storyline or fallout from their whole adventure this episode. So yeah, bit of yeah a I was thinking about because you could, I mean, you could actually uh, have them separated in some way to mm-hmm. still make it seem somewhat tragic to Gabriel, uh, but I don't know if you can yeah. make it quite as tragic. No, no, but no. still, but I mean, you could separate them and then, okay, then they're back in the savior's hands. So like everything they did was for naught, you know, but mm-hmm. still, um, I think you might've been able to keep them around and still maybe made Gabriel still question his own faith, I guess in a way. But Yeah. I mean, I liked Carson just cause he's a good actor. Keith Harris, I think is his name or something yeah. like that. He's yeah. a really good actor. So I, I appreciated just his skill being on the show. But yeah, it seemed like something that needed to come to a little bit better conclusion, I guess is what Chris was saying before. Um, yeah. Like, it just it just didn't seem to come to fruition. You didn't see what, mm. you know, all that was built up for, other than right. the fact that it was like, Gabriel had everything going his way, and then he hinted at Carson to go for the, or Carson to follow what God was going to, lay out for them and then he went for the gun and ended up dying that was it right yeah so mm. right. It, was, it was a lot of build up to yeah for a disappointing end i guess yeah yeah that's all i'm yeah. saying 
All right, Christina, you had honorable mentions. Well, Eugene, I think we already talked about. We went into Eugene quite a bit. Being a jerk, just being a <laughs> dick, like just. You God, know, he's he's damn, sometimes like, he's funny still sometimes. Like when he's he's like, I designate that corner the official break room and. Yeah, that was, was funny. It? Something uh, else. Yeah, break room. Like yeah. Break room. Uh, cafeteria break room and motivational cubby. Oh yeah, cubby. Or something right. like that. And I was like, whoa. Inspirational I cubby, I think he said. And I was like, yeah. And I like use the he word said, cubby. I'm a gog. I'm a gog. <laughs> yes. I'm a gog. I am. I am a gog. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way he says things like and was like well your message is signed sealed and delivered thank you right <laughs> or whatever like i forget what he said but um yeah i didn't like how he treated the redhead the what's her name frankie 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 he was oh. rude she comes over she's all friendly and nice and he's like Rah. i'm like yep. what the heck i know yeah and then he was me, and then he wasn't nice to Father Gabriel. He just throws the bullets, uh, bullet casings down. That's it. Get to work. But again, like, like you said, that it might be also an act, right? So I think so. Yeah. What exactly is Gabriel supposed to be doing with those bullets? Yeah, he's sorting them. He's sorting the casings. Different bullets for yeah. different guns. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. I wasn't clear yeah. on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, my my time at the range. <laughs> You're an expert. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't uh, spend any time at the range. I'm, I'm <laughs> gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hold my tongue and let's move on. <laughs> I do live in Georgia, so it's like a fifty-fifty. <laughs> and we're Canadian, so you I was probably, gonna say I'll say something, but I'm not gonna say something. You can probably guess. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, we're gonna move on. <laughs> okay, we do have some listener comments. Uh, New Jeff CT on Twitter said, I hated that they gave no dialogue to Daryl telling Enid and the others about, about Carl because they actually uh, did the, what, the, almost kind of dream sequence with song, music and stuff the, like that. Yeah. He said the writers sequence, and actors yeah. live for those sort of scenes <clears throat> and we just got the music and sad faces. I know, they could have done a lot more with that. To, to be I fair though. I wanted them to. Yeah, to be fair, it was sort of a, a, a sorrow montage kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I agree, I wouldn't have minded a little bit more to it because Carl was such a major character. But I did like how it ended with um, uh, Enid sort of falling to her knees in the dirt and just her and Maggie there together. Yeah. Kind of yeah. hugging yeah. with everybody that else. That super sweet. And, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Not, mm-hmm. not to ruin the sweetness of that, but we've kind of always kind of had it out for Enid. A oh, lot, yeah. And not really liked Enid so much, so. Oh. I. Yeah. I I did her panel last year and it was super fun and I started to like her more after doing that panel because she was really good. Cool. She was really good on the panel, uh, Caitlin Nikon. Yeah, she? yeah, she was great. See, and people that. were asking people people were asking really dumb questions and I was like sitting there going, oh come on, people, what is wrong? Anyways, yeah, I'm sure she's lovely. Yes, she is. <laughs> Yeah, totally serious. All right. I do believe so. Mark LaVarnway said, I thought the parallel between Carl and Gabe was nicely done. Perhaps the message being conveyed is that sacrifices must be made for overall good and to deliver us to some worthwhile conclusion that we may not be witness to. Uh, Emmeline Veltkamp said, uh, I also like the comparison between uh, Gabriel and Eugene. Gabriel went from a hated character to one we now embrace. Eugene went from one we liked or tolerated 
to one that's now working against our people. Hmm. That is a very good point. Yeah, I like that point. They flip flop. Yeah, they totally flip flop. Because it's they? yeah, it's true. If you think, if I think about it, for sure, it makes so much sense. Okay, next time on The Walking Dead, it'll be Season 8, Episode 12, The Key. Hilltop's leadership faces a difficult dilemma after the arrival of unexpected visitors. Rick comes face-to-face with an adversary. Are we supposed to believe that's Negan? Face-to-face with Negan next week? Oh, yeah. We saw the car chase, right? In the preview? Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. There's a. I didn't see the preview. There's another car chase? Oh, there is. Wow. (laughs) That's two. That's two this season now. That's a lot of car chases for Walking Dead. They're wasting a lot of gas in the (laughs) apocalypse. Yeah. um, So I wonder what the difficult dilemma is. Unexpected Mm. visitors, I would only assume. Saviors or walkers. Yeah. I mean, we know Rick showed up there already. He's sort of unexpected, but maybe not really. They're not uh, doing anything with the seaside folks. Are they? I was going to say, maybe it's the ocean butt side oh, people. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. They got to come back somehow. Whatever Aaron is doing over there, he's convinced them to come over, maybe. Yeah. He's working his magic. <laughs> I'd follow that guy. He's, he's, uh, <laughs> seems like a friendly guy. I like yeah, he seems like he'd be good at parties. <laughs> he's good. All right, everyone. If you would like to write to us, you can reach us at thefearmepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at fearmepod and on Facebook at facebook.com slash fearmepodcast and on the web at fearmepodcast.com. And you can download our episodes from your favorite podcasting site. And I just want to thank uh, Chris and Christina so much for coming on, you guys. Thank you so much for in, uh, coming on for our 100th episode. We had so much fun. Yeah, it was. So did we. It It was was, great. It was awesome. And and again, guys, congrats on a hundred. That's amazing. Awesome. It was it was a lot of fun to be here. Thanks so much. Thank you. And yeah, don't forget to follow uh, Chris on at Talking Dead, I believe, on Twitter as well. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Uh, you can find us at TalkingDeadPodcast.com. That's where that's where everything is. The Twitter account can be problematic because a lot of people think that's it belongs to amc's show show. yeah Yeah. so it can be difficult to weed through all the stuff that gets tweeted at us so (laughs) i bet that's horrible (laughs) (laughs) oh my god what a headache that's their fault i believe it is because y'all were first that's right yeah by like three years yeah yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) what can you do all right thanks for listening everyone see you later good night